Up next, he's been trading off Knight Rider and Baywatch since the 80s, but David Hasselhoff's career is set to get a fresh shot in the arm. Yes, the Hoff is preparing to land on Dave for Hoff the Record, a mockumentary that has been compared to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Produced by the Moaning Life of Indie, Me and You Productions, the show follows Hasselhoff as he tries to resurrect his career in the UK. And Dave likes what it sees, so much so that the UK channel has already ordered a second series. In a moment, a trio of guests will join me to discuss the series, but first, here's a flavour of what you can expect. David is met at the airport by his new UK team, including his driver, Terry Patel. This clip features a bit of strong language, so cover your ears if you're easily offended. Um, do you mind if I ask you a question, Mr. Hoff? Go ahead. Did you ever shag Pamela Anderson, or is she the world's biggest prick tease? No, Terry, it would have been extremely unprofessional to have sex with any of the Baywatch cast. I mean, that's just highly unprofessional. I did not have sex with anyone in the Baywatch cast. Fucking hell, Hoff, you got that banter on lock, mate. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, lad. (laughs) 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 Presumably you've seen that a few times, guys. It still makes you laugh. It's funnier because you can imagine his face doing it. (laughs) Okay, so um, the people you can hear around me are um, Ian Coyle, uh, UK TV commissioning editor, and uh, me and you production execs, um, Chris Majumda and Richard Yee. Welcome all. Thank you, uh, thank you for being with us. So, can we just start with the show's inception? How did you get to know the half? How did you convince him to do it? I mean, we've been making an idiot abroad in the morning of life for a few years, and we're looking for a project to follow that up with—a kind of a, a different project that was slightly more in the kind of comedy world. And we, we kind of wanted to do a mockumentary because we came from a more of a kind of documentary background, and we were looking for a kind of a kind of celebrity to kind of whose life we could use as a basis for it and kind of spin off from it. So we kind of started thinking about celebrities that, you know, with a kind of rich kind of backstory that we could kind of um, have a bit of fun with. So you did you approach Yeah, we just Hoff approached Chris? him through, yeah. yeah, we just approached him through his agent and then he was his management in LA and then he was in, he was in London. So we, we met him and we pitched him the idea he was up for it, and then um, we went to BBC and BBC Worldwide, got some money to make a taster tape. BBC, for whatever reason, they were, I thought there were quite a few shows in a similar vein in terms of episodes with Joey from Friends. Sorry, it's not Joey. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc from, <laughs> from Friends and The Trip. But uh, BBC Worldwide, um, who are the distributors and were brilliant, and they put us up in touch with Dave. And they went from there. So, yeah, so they did, had, we he, had a tape. You originally pitched it to BBC Two, is that right? Yeah, Sh- yeah. Sh- Shane Allen gave us some money along with BBC Worldwide yeah. to make a tape. The tape was brilliant. It's, it's really funny. It had some of the people who were in the first episode and that tape, you know, they put us together with uh, with Dave. So, Ian, <laughs> talk us through that first conversation well, when, when this was pitched to To be you. honest with you, it, the tape just arrived almost out of the blue and uh, me and um, Steve North, the GM of Dave, got the tape uh, on a, in our mailboxes almost simultaneously and we both opened it at the same time and it, it's kind of it was almost a romantic moment where our eyes met after we'd watched it and we both went <laughs> oh my god that is mental uh, you know immediately we all just scrambled uh, and you know every we got everybody to watch it and just went this is this is just amazing and you know it, it, and for us it, it just takes us into a different 
you know, you know, I've been at UKTV for two years, and Dave has has you know expanded astonishingly in that period of time. But this felt like a, a like an even you know bigger step, a new step. Uh, um, and it's you know, it's an, I think it's just an incredible, br- incredibly brave bit of telly. I really do. I think and incredibly brave thing for the Hoff to do. I think it is. You know, because I mean, for, for Dave to take the punt on it as well yeah. for kind of you know an idea that no one really like. We had a great tape. But yeah. in terms of seeing where it could go, it had lots of potential. But it was, you know, I think Dave had been great well, and, and kind I'd of backing like us and letting us make the show we wanted. I'd like to think we're getting a reputation for doing quite brave things and and actually to give creative people their head. And, um, you know, that, that it was, uh, admittedly, it was one of the best tapes, I think, tapes I've ever seen. And, you know, we watched it over and over again. And I love, I, I even watch it again now. It's, it's a brilliant bit, of, you know, brilliant tape. And, um, I, you know, it's astonishing that, to, to BBC Two didn't go for it. But there we are. <laughs> Chris, how fully formed was it from the start? I think the idea we we always knew what we kind of wanted to do with it, and it was just to see if if the Hoff could pull it off. And what's amazing about the Hoff is you don't you kind of forget he's an actor because he's been doing entertainment shows. He's been doing Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, and he's been appearing in cameos, playing himself, playing this character, the Hoff. But he hasn't done a kind of six-part, half-hour sitcom. <laughs> a show that, you know, shows his acting chops. And he said to me, well, you know, I am an actor. Yeah. It's just I haven't done it for, for a long time. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's been making money in... in ve- he's been in the entertainment world. But he can act. He can I, act. Yeah, I, I, was, that, I mean, that's the one thing yeah. that stuck with me really, you know, really strongly. I mean, obviously. It's an awful thing it, to say the, he can act. The laughs are good, but he, he, yeah. he does pull it off well, and it, it feels quite natural for him I, looking at it on screen. It, you know, he, we, we filmed a lot, and we spent a, a, a huge amount of time in the edit kind of honing the performances, and we did really long takes. And, and there was a script, but we, you know, we did improvise bits of it as well. So, so talk us through that that sort of creative structure. Then there there is a script. Yeah, there is a script. I mean, we started off. The idea was it would be much more improvised than it that, than it became. So we were going to work from outlines, from treatments, and then improvise those. So we we knew exactly what the scenes were. We knew where we were going. We knew the beats to hit. And then during the kind of development process and coming towards the shoot we realised that the whole crew, and it became essentially a scripted comedy, that needed a script to work off. That's how you know comedy and drama works in terms of uh, the mechanics of it and, the, and having a big team. But then we still... The, the way we got to that script was a workshop process where we got the actors in and we had the treatments and we had, we had like the bare bones of a script. We got them to workshop it and we filmed it all and then the writers kind of moulded it together and we we came to a script but then even on the day there was room for improvisation and there was quite a lot of improvisation interesting way into it i imagine quite unusual or yeah, no, it, has it's, it been done it's before cool. yeah. i'm making a mike lee film with, with the star of baywatch <laughs> <laughs> well, weird thing is just come up in the workshop oh, really? i wonder if this is how mike lee does <laughs> the uh, weird thing was like on the second day of shoots uh chris rang me from the set and went oh yeah oh, wow great news um he gets it. He understands what's going. It's like, hold on, Chris. You've been you've been shooting for two days, <laughs> and you only just realise he gets it. Because with David, you don't. You know, he's an incredible man. You, but you don't, because you know, it's a very funny, weird show. 
But it ain't that far away from his real life, you know. His life, he's a unique character. It's like walking along the road with the Queen. You know, he is... um, multi-generationally massively famous it's it's mental you know everybody you know he's made for a selfie he's a he's a, he's a living walking selfie everybody. he's a big man as well i mean i saw yeah, him yeah. at the uk tv up front yeah. last year he's uh he's quite he's got quite a stature yeah. hasn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah he's kind of like a real life cartoon character yeah. really you know he's yeah. and he's kind of you know he's lived that rule of the hoff for the last 25 years. Is, and oh, what, Richard, is there a distinction between his on-screen persona and what he's like behind the camera? I mean, I think there's, there's the essence of Hoff is in his character and then with everything, you kind of, you know, it's a, you amp it up a little bit more and there's some, some aspects that are slightly different. But, you know, at his core, that is what, you know, Hoff is, Hoff is like. I mean, he said to me, oh, we can't walk down the street, I'll get mobbed. And I was thinking, oh... Oh, come on. I was like, <laughs> yeah. maybe not now. And we, we were filming in the street. That was in the taster. People were just streaming. It was near here, <laughs> streaming out of the offices, getting selfies. And I was like, God, he's, he's still got it. He's and still then, got it. Yeah. And, and he's been he's been great to work with him. He's got so much energy. He's a workaholic. He just wants to keep working all the time. But how, how far did you push it with him? Because obviously time, there are times when it's sort of genuinely quite close to the bone, the humour. Yeah. Just in that first episode that you watched, I think it was important that we addressed all the big kind of news stories about him so that it didn't seem that we were kind of scared of it. Because we, we really didn't want it to feel like a kind of vanity, a vanity piece. So that's why in that first episode we kind of... We go there with you know a scene about the Berlin Wall and about the burger. Yeah, you know Pamela Anderson. It's just like let's you know like, brush you know, push those all buttons, these, yeah, yeah. But, but and the then get it out of the way, and then we the, can move on. But for the rest of the series, we don't really let him off the hook in terms of the second episode. He's involved in this kind of um, sex scandal, this Twitter storm, making sexist comments. In the third episode, he, he he's doing a school debate uh, about you know about the UN, and he plagiarizes a Hitler speech. In the fourth episode, he's kind of kicked out of, uh, fails a kind of um, hostile environment training course. And the fifth episode, he goes to do a gig for a warlord uh, in this fictional country, Turkestan. And in the sixth episode, he's accused of kidnapping a child. So he's very happy sending himself up. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like, I'll, I'll keep saying everything that, that's in the show has actually happened to me. <laughs> I don't know about the last one, but I mean, he yeah. has a dealings with warlords yeah and, and Ian I mean obviously you like what you see it's quite unusual to order a second series before it's even been on air what made you arrive at that decision I think it's just the confidence about the quality of the programme being delivered and also you know we know it's going to make a noise and it's good and we want to tie in you know tie in for a second series you know we want we we just as fans of it we just want to see more you know it's because it's it's really great you know the um the the fictional Eastern European warlord episode. It's when you're funny that Richard was saying he's like a cartoon character. It's almost like an episode of Scooby Doo, but inappropriate at the same time. <laughs> it's 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 an extraordinary. It's a fantastic show. What what does success look like for this show for for Dave? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, obviously, you know, we'd like to get two million people to watch it. That would be lovely. Um, but I think it's also it's it's not just about ratings. It's also about showing. It's about making a noise and showing the ambition of the channel and and the network. You know, we you know, 
we we like to think of ourselves, which you know, we're a major player now in in, in broadcasting in Britain, and uh, and I think this is an illustration of that. You know, we've got you know, there's a lot of other fantastic shows coming up in the summer, which I'm, I'm probably not allowed to talk about. But um, tell us, please. No, <laughs> no, no, no but um, uh, you know, it's I, I think it's a it was a, it's been a, a process that you know the the way talent has uh, has escalated on uh, on Dave, especially. From the very early days, you know, bringing bringing st- uh, stuff uh, to the channel when, when Dara did his math show, and and then gradually, you know, we've got Dave Gorman, Ross Noble, um, Alan Davis now doing shows, and the Hoff is is part of the mix. part of the mix, and you know, and we're pushing forward with more stuff, you know. So, you know, our budgets and our and our ambition is, you know, I was saying it was the same as Channel Four and and BBC Two, but now, sort of strangely, it seems more because you look at the graphs of all the other channels and the you know their viewership's going down dave and uk tv it's the complete opposite we're doing remarkably well uh, and i'm not trying to big it up it is it just feels like quite an exciting place to be at the moment you know? good and, and just finally <laughs> me and you obviously you've, you've made some interesting program with carl pilkington now now the half the reputation of the company is slowly building isn't it what, what what's next for you guys well we're hoping this series yeah. sells globally like you know idiot abroad and moaning of life and BBC Worldwide, there's a huge buzz about it in terms of international sales, so really hopeful. But we've got a really um, healthy slate of of stuff we're doing. We've just developed a, a comedy with Sarah Hadland called Born to Dance, which is created by Sarah Hadland and Richard Laxton, who's the BAFTA-winning director of Him and Her, and is di- he's the lead director on River, the new Abby Morgan drama. So it, that, that you pitched that in? Sorry? Have you pitched that into a channel? Uh, we have, and we're in discussions with BBC at the moment. Um, so that's really exciting. And Sarah's an extraordinary talent. She's she's brilliant. It's, it's, it's set in a dance school, and Sarah plays various female characters within that dance school. So it's a bit like Summer Heights High meets Best in Show, set in Huddersfield. <laughs> nice, sounds good. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing what's next from both Dave and, and you guys. And all the best with Half the Record. I hope it goes well. Half the Record launches on Dave on the 18th of June.